You're listening to James H. for Life, Episode 11. Can I get life insurance if I have depression? Thanks for tuning in today. You're listening to James H. for Life, your premier podcast for all things life, disability, and long-term care insurance related. And today I wanted to tackle a subject that may or may not hit close to home. Um, A lot of people have the question on their mind, can I get life insurance if I have been diagnosed with depression? Um, Another way that we could definitely uh, frame that question would be, can you get life insurance if you have a mental illness? So let's just broaden the spectrum here for a moment, and let's just encompass all mental illnesses here. Now, mind you, I am not the Diagnostics and Statistics Manual, the fifth edition. I don't have every single mental illness diagnosis in my head and how a life insurance company handles every single one. What I want to address today will be what are the most common ones that I typically come across and what's the general criteria that a life insurance company is going to use when evaluating a case with someone that has mental illness. And then not only that, um, can you get life insurance, you know, if you have a mental illness? So let's start with the really easy question. Is it possible to get life insurance if you have a mental illness? The answer, yes. Um, just some statistics though on, on mental illness, because as I was looking this up and I'm just getting some more information on, um, the prevalence of mental illness in the United States, uh, interesting article says, You know, anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in the U.S., affecting about 40 million adults. 40 million adults, ballparking 350 million people in the United States as of right now. Total population, 40 million of them are affected with an anxiety disorder. Additionally, major depressive disorders... They affect about 16.1 million Americans. You know, there's like, wow, (laughs) so many Americans, you know, potentially over over, uh, 50 million, 56.1 million are affected with a mental illness. And that's just going into a major depressive disorder and anxiety disorders. That's not covering the whole spectrum of, of mental illnesses that are out there. Um, you know, another one, persistent depressive disorder, a form of depression that usually continues roughly at least two years affects approximately 1.5% American adults in a given year. Wow. I mean, and that's just in in those, that's not taken into, into account bipolar one disorder, bipolar two disorder. Um, this may not be the proper term for it anymore, but multiple personalities disorder, or um, I think I think they put it in some form of disassociative disorder or something like that for people who think they've got more than one person uh, within them. Um, 
I mean, you know, the people that hear the voices, the people that change personalities, the people, I mean, like serious, like mental illnesses, we've only scratched the surface on the number of them and millions upon millions of Americans deal with this. So this can't be an isolated question then, like, because of those millions of people who battle anxiety, depression and, and other mental illnesses, you know, they're not less of a human. I mean, you you care about your family and you want to do the right thing and you want to make sure that they're protected. It doesn't mean that you're trying to take your life and it doesn't mean that you're trying to die anytime soon. It just means you, you have a condition that you battle. And, and that's it. You have a condition, you need help. And that's fine. However, just because you have... A mental illness condition, it does not mean that you cannot get life insurance. See, with life insurance, when, when, a, when a company is, is looking at an applicant, first of all, when it comes to anxiety, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pigeonhole anxiety here a little bit because this is the most common one and it's the easiest one to discuss in a, in a very broad uh, spectrum like, you know, in a podcast um, you know, I'm addressing so many different people here, you know, uh, and every single case is different. So here's how anxiety usually works. With anxiety, you can have cases that are very, very, very mild. Like you could almost call it situational anxiety. For example, maybe you had a temporary anxiety because you went through a really stressful time in your life. Uh, you know, a parent died or you were managing their estate or uh, something like that. And doctor gave you, you know, a prescription for a, a low dose, you know, um, anxiety medicine and you took it for a time and now you don't take it anymore and you never took it at any other point uh, before or after that time in your life that was really stressful and causing the anxiety People in those circumstances, especially if it's been several years since you last took any medication for anxiety, there is still the opportunity that if everything else lines up with your height, weight, blood pressure, and all that, uh, you can still get the preferred ratings, which is like the second, second best rate class you can be offered, which that's great. Like That's a very favorable rate. That's the insurance company saying, we expect you to live in longer than an average and healthy life. So we're expecting you to go way beyond what the average life expectancy is for a man or a woman. And that's that's phenomenal. So that's like best case scenario is you might get the best or second best uh, price that's available to you through any given company. And that's a really, really mild case of anxiety. However, anxiety, depending on how severe it is, can also go the other way. Maybe you'll get standard, or maybe you'll have an extra rating put on if it's really severe and interfering with your life. Um, you know, we call that table rating or an extra rating. Um, so, I mean, it's it, it can go either way, but anxiety is definitely, if, if you're listening to this and that's you, you had situational anxiety, you definitely have an opportunity for life insurance. Even if you have a consistent anxiety, you still have an opportunity for life insurance. Um, you know, why do, why do life insurance companies care about your mental health per se? Okay, so aside from the obvious of 
you might take your life. I mean, that's what they're thinking, and rightfully so. They're putting a contract on you and valuing your life for hundreds of thousands of dollars. They don't want you taking your life right after the contract is written or or right after you get beyond the elimination period where suicide is, you know, then covered. I they don't they don't want that. Um so that's the obvious. Everybody would know that. However, your mental health can actually uh produce physical effects that can affect your lifespan as well. For example, uh, impacts on your physical health can include, you know, an acute physical stress, which that can lead to a premature death. That's not good on a life insurance company's viewpoint. Um, it can weaken your immune system. You know, when you get stressed out, your immune system can actually uh, break down and not work as well. That's not good because getting sick doesn't help you live longer. Um, you can have cardiovascular issues. You can have high blood pressure. You could have poor sleeping, eating, or exercise habits. I mean, it can really affect your entire way of life. Now, it might not be something that is going to kill you tomorrow, per se. It, however, you start combining a bunch of physical issues or physical deficiencies, if you will, um, it, it will definitely shorten your lifespan. So with all that going, I mean, so that, that's kind of how a, a life insurance company is going to look at mental illness. No, it's not an automatic no or cancellation or rejection or decline. Um, however, there are things to consider and it's managed on a case-by-case basis. So again, just as a quick refresher, if you have something like anxiety, highly probable you can get life insurance. Even if you have something like depression, as long as you essentially didn't try killing yourself yesterday, highly probable that you can get approved for life insurance uh, with a company. Um, What about other disorders? Uh, Now, again, like I said, I'm not going to itemize every single mental illness out there, uh, you know, and, and I just, I couldn't, I'd, I'd be on this for like three days. Um, however, what we're going to do is when we come back from our quick break, uh, I'm going to just go over the criteria that you should keep in mind that you will be asked about when applying for a life insurance policy. That way, you know, you'll have an idea of what to expect and, you know, you can, you know, be prepared to give accurate information to get the most accurate quote possible. That way you can make a realistic decision and make a good decision for your family and not be too surprised when the price comes back what it does when you get the offer. So hang in there for a couple of minutes. You're listening to James H. for Life. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to James H. for Life, and today we're discussing whether or not you can get life insurance, you know, should you have a mental illness, specifically depression, anxiety, so on and so forth. So let's get into it. Right before the break, um, I made mention that when we came back, we were going to discuss, well, what kind of criteria uh, will a life insurance company look at when they are evaluating your application um, for life insurance? So, First and foremost, with any life insurance application, there is no such thing as a cookie cutter way to treat people, okay? Um, With pretty much every policy today, a real-life human being, a real-life underwriter 
is evaluating the case. And they're taking multiple factors into their consideration whether or not they can apply um, you know, a specific price or approve you at all. Now, yes, of course, every company has their specific guidelines that they have to follow, but the underwriters have some wiggle room as far as where they can look. So here's the deal. Generally speaking, no matter what the diagnosis is, one thing that every company is going to want to know is, well, when were you diagnosed with your condition? So they're going to want to know, how long has it been? What age were you? All right, because sometimes with some illnesses, if you were diagnosed with it at a very young age, that's going to bear you know, a, uh, a decent impact on the rate versus if you developed it later on in life. Sometimes, not always. Um, they're also going to want to know things. Uh, for example, has your mental illness uh, put you on disability at all? And so if you have a history of perpetually being disabled, state, you know, receiving state payments for disability because you can't go to work due to your mental illness, that's going to weigh heavy into the decision. In many instances, if that's the case where you're always on disability, um, many companies will decline you. Maybe not all, but most. Uh, aside from that, uh, what else do they look at? So they're looking for disability. When you were diagnosed, they want to know your treatment. What type of treatment do you have? Are you inpatient, outpatient? What type of medications, if any, are you using to uh, manage your mental illness? Do you go to counseling? Um, and not only that, uh, with regard to the medication, they're going to want to know what medications and what prescription strength because sometimes when you're on a very heavy-duty medication to manage mental illness, that can be a red flag. On the flip side, if you're just taking something that's relatively generic, it's not super high strength or a specialized medication you know, to treat something very severe, then that's on the other side of the spectrum too. So they'll take that into consideration. Um, they're going to want to know if your mental illness uh, affects essentially your daily living. For example, your sleeping habits, um, your weight or your eating habits. Um, they're going to want to know, you know, of course, like I mentioned, the, the type of treatment. Big one, have you been hospitalized due to your mental illness? Now, when it comes to the hospitalization, they're going to want to know if you have been when was the last time you were hospitalized and for what reason? Manic depressive episode, uh, attempted suicide or self-harm, you know, all the you know, panic attack, all these things play a factor in it. Now, with a lot of companies, if you were hospitalized within the last year, they might tell you, well, why don't we wait? They'll, they'll postpone your application until it's been a little bit longer um, since, you know, you were last in the hospital. And then if you, you're good and you stay out of the hospital and you have a good health record after that, then they could open it back up to reconsider you. If you have a very bad history, multiple suicide attempts, hospitalizations, perpetually on disability, so on and so forth, a company is going to decline you and possibly never reconsider you. Um, so the, as you can see, like, your lifestyle plays a major role in getting life insurance. So let's summarize then. So I, I kind of itemize. Now let's summarize. Basically with life insurance, when you're dealing with a mental illness but you want to protect your family, 
One, noble thing. You're doing the right thing. Keep going. Two, if you keep your mental illness well-managed, you're not hospitalized. You're not harming yourself. You're not trying to commit suicide. Um, You have a good health record. Yes, you have a mental illness, but you're managing it well. Odds are you're going to get approved because if they see, yes, you know, Mr. or Mrs. Client, they've got this problem, but they're managing it very well. They have a strong history with it. They're doing everything right and everything that they're supposed to. Odds are you're going to get approved. So don't let your mental illness stop you from, you know, making an application for life insurance. Um, you know, there's a very good chance someone out there is going to cover you, and most companies probably will. I mean, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, um, a lot of Americans, you know, 56-plus million Americans deal with a mental illness of some sort. We can't just say, oh, well, we're not going to cover them. That's silly. And the mortality tables show that we can cover them and not lose all of our money and go bankrupt as an, as a company in an industry. So they're going to do it. Are you always going to get the best rates? You know, that $15 a month rate? No, no, you're not. I mean, unless maybe you're the anxiety example I mentioned in the first half of our podcast, perhaps. But most people that have a mental illness, no, no, you're not. But would you pay 30, 40, 50, 100 bucks a month to know that no matter what happens, your family is safe and secure? I would, and I do. You know, I have life insurance to protect my own family. Um, you know, I, uh, it's a worthy venture for me because my death is permanent. I can't come back. I can't fix things. I can't send money from the grave. I'm dead. So I would rather spend some money now, pray to God I never need to use the darn policy. I'm talking specifically in the form of a term policy, um, and be able to enjoy life with my family rather than take the chance, not have the coverage, and then I die. And my little boy not only grows up with no father, but now his mother has to struggle financially to try and just make ends meet. I'm not willing to do that to my family. So, and I, and I would think that with you listening, you're not willing to do that either. So with that, get coverage, get some prices, talk to a licensed agent. There's hope for you and you can definitely get coverage. Well, I want to thank everybody just for tuning in today. Again, you're listening to James H. for Life, your premier podcast for all things life, disability, and long-term care insurance related. If you have further questions or would like to receive a quote for life insurance yourself, please, you can either email me at jameshforlife at gmail.com or if you're listening to this on my blog at jameshforlife.com, Um, you can fill out the quote form on the page. And my promise to you is that only myself or one of my agents will contact you. We don't sell your information. We're not interested in all that. We're interested in helping and answering questions. So if that's you, 
Uh, please, I invite you to fill out the form. We'll reach out to you within one business day of us receiving it, and we'd be more than happy just to assist you further in getting the coverage that you need for your family. And then, again, this is James H. for Life. I really appreciate you guys tuning in today. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day. We'll talk to you next time.